Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. What's up, fam? Y'all good? Good to see you guys, man. If you missed last week, it was bonkers. It was crazy. It was wild. 29 people moved forward in their relationship with Jesus. Never gets old. It never does. If you're joining us online, thanks for crashing a party today. Uh, my name is Nathan. Uh, great to see you. Let me give you a caveat uh, before the service starts today. Last week, um, to prepare for the baptism service, me, Rusty, Sterling, we were outside. We were blowing leaves and uh, like blowing them all towards the road. Uh, well, like three or four people came up to me knowing that like, I'm allergic, this, uh, I have seasonal allergies. And they were like, Nathan, you're not wearing your mask. And I was just like, listen, I believe, okay? God's going to heal me of this. And um, I undoubtedly had too small of a faith uh, because the last couple of days I've been paying for it. So at the 930 service, I, had, I was like coughing. And so I just want to let you know if I do that, it's not, I'm not speaking in tongues. It's not, none of that has happening. It's just a little allergy, so I, I apologize if it sounds like I've been uh, smoking for a long time, uh, multiple packs a day uh, with my voice. And so apologize about that, but um, we're going we're gonna to talk about gratitude today. we got a lot to be thankful for uh, with, with us leading up to November and Thanksgiving coming up. This is just kind of one of the things that we do at Revo is we want to get our hearts and our minds geared towards gratitude. Uh, moving into this this time of year. And so I want to I start the service today by introducing you to a guy named uh, Kevin Ford. Kevin Ford. Um, Kevin worked for 27 years at the same job. He worked at the Burger King inside of the Las Vegas International Airport for 27 years. And not only did he work at the same job for 27 years, he never missed a single shift. Never took off a single day, never called in late, never called in sick. 27 years, he had perfect attendance at, at work. And the manager of that Burger King right there in the airport on his 27th anniversary of, of working for them decided uh, to celebrate his perfect attendance and his work ethic and everything about him. She decided she was going to get him a present. And, and Kevin uh, got this, this present, and, and you're, you're going to see some of the things in, 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 the, in the present that she gave him. Um, but he enjoyed it so much, he took his phone out, and he handed the phone to his manager, and he says, I want you to f- uh, film me opening this up, uh, because Kevin Ford has a TikTok account, of course. And uh, he said, i got to put this on TikTok. And so he videos himself pulling out every single present that he got. Now, I want to remind you, 27 years, never being late, never taking a vacation, never missing a shift at the same job. And so you see some of these things in the picture that he's opening up. Here's what he got. Number one, he got one free movie ticket to go to AMC. Any movie that you want to see, one, one single movie ticket. He got a bag of Reese's Pieces. He got a glass Starbucks cup uh, with a screw-on lid and, and, you know, their signature green straw. Uh, Because he works in the airport, he got a lanyard, got a brand-new Burger King lanyard uh, so that he could get through security, and so they they wanted him to have that. He got two black ink pens, just 
just big pens. I guess uh, two rolls of Lifesavers candy. And all of that came in a clear plastic drawstring bag because that, you know, when you work in the airport and you come in, you got to have a clear black bag. It's got to be able to see through it. And so all, all of this stuff was, was in this bag. Well, he makes this video and, and he films it and he posts it to his TikTok account. And uh, as of this week, um, the video has over five and a half million views on TikTok and 13,000 different comments underneath it. You want to know something interesting, though? A lot of the comments underneath it are people bad-mouthing him. A lot of the comments are like this. You mean to tell me that you worked 27 years in the same job, never missing a day, never taking a vacation, never calling in sick, and that's all they gave you? And some of you might have already kind of given it away because as I was reading the things that he got on his list, like there was a smirk on your face. Like, really? Two whole rolls of Lifesavers candy? Slow down, big spender. And it's funny that, that mainly the trolls that were commenting underneath on his TikTok account, despite him being just really just honestly grateful to receive a gift, uh, many of them were, were criticizing him, and uh, so they were ungrateful, entitled, just lacking gratitude. Well, the cast at the uh, Today Show happened to find out about Kevin's story, and um, they brought him in for an interview. They wanted to know, how in the world were you thankful for a gift like that? Check it out. Let's clear one thing up, because one of the reasons this got so much notice is because mm. some a coworker mm. gave you a present for 27 years, and then the internet said, is that it? But you were happy with the present that yeah. you got. You weren't looking for recognition or anything more. No, no. I, um, they, uh, the manager brought me some uh, a present, and they said, this is, you know, for your 27th year uh, anniversary. and. I loved it. I just, you know, I, I and then I said, uh, let's do a, a little shout out video for yeah. it and stuff. And I was just grateful to have it. I'm still grateful. I got that cup in my room. <laughs> so. And then the internet got involved yeah. and the outpouring came. Kevin, why do you think your story, like, it resonated with so many people? Why do you think there were so many people that saw this video and they said, you know what? I want to message that guy or I want to give to this GoFundMe campaign. I, I think it's just have to do with the fact that um, people love to see somebody grateful for something and happy for the little things, which I am. I, I've been through a lot. Everybody's been through a lot. So I look toward the smaller things in life and, you know, I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for every day I wake up that I could go to work, that I could be a good citizen, be a good American and just, you know, do my part. So that's, I'm just grateful for everything, everything I get. You're a great example for the world, but also for your kids and grandkids. As the internet uh, tends to do, um, someone started a GoFundMe page for Kevin. And uh, I checked on it last night just to make sure I gave you the most updated numbers. And uh, the GoFundMe has raised $388,000 uh, just to give him. Not because they think that's the gift that he's really owed for 27 years of perfect attendance. When the host of the, the show asked him, why do you think so many people have given 
Why do you think so many people resonate? Why do you think so many people care about your story? His, his answer was simple. Most people just enjoy seeing a guy that's thankful, even if it's just for the little things in life. Now, I want you to get this. Gratitude is such a lost art in our culture that if you publicly express gratitude for something and other people think that you should have gotten more, then they will criticize you for being thankful. And that's what these people did. Like they're, they're putting thousands of comments under there. It's like, I can't believe you're happy for that. I can't believe you like that. I can't believe you're grateful for that. I would have quit that job. And see, it's just people that live their lives convinced that the world owes me something that God owes me something, that something has happened in the past or is happening right now to where I've got this sense of entitlement instead of simply being grateful. And Kevin gets it. He said, I think the world is looking for people that will simply be thankful, even if it's just for the little stuff. I think that's the life that God has called us to as followers of Jesus, to be thankful to be, to be grateful. Uh, we're not going to change the world if we look just like the world. And the world looks right now like it's entitled, like it's owed everything, uh, like no one can ever do enough for me. So if we're going to reach people that are far from God that feel entitled, I would argue we have to be people full of gratitude for everything that God does for us. And that's what we're doing in this series this, this month. We're going through the book of Psalms, just looking at different stories of gratitude and how gratitude and thankfulness impact us, impact the people around us. And, and today, we're going to stay in, in Psalms and do Psalm chapter 116. If you have your Bible, you can do Psalm 116, or you can open up the app, uh, or the notes will be on the screen. Um, this is, this is a, a list. Uh, I'll tell you what this is. Psalm 116 is what we talked about last week when I said uh, you guys can try a, a gratitude journal. Like, just try this week. Maybe some of you did. Uh, I'd love to hear the stories about it. Uh, just try one day just writing down a list of everything you're grateful for. Psalm 116 is a gratitude list. The psalmist here just lists, just begins to write out all of these different things, and he's praying to God, and he's, and he's thankful for these things, and he's voicing these, these things, and, and, and he's challenging us. When I read Psalm 16, I'm just challenged. I need to have a thankful heart. I need to be grateful. There are so many things to be thankful for and to be grateful for in life. And so if you're taking notes, uh, jot these down. Uh, there's actually six things in this text. I know slow down is normally three, but six things um, that I want you to write down that, that I would argue six things that, that the psalmist is thankful for. But, but here's the reality. God is still doing these things in your life and in my life today. So if you're looking for a reason to be thankful... Uh, if you're looking for a reason to, be, to, to express some gratitude to God, it's a lost art. Um, so, so here they are. If you're taking notes, jot these down. Here's how it starts. I love how the verse starts in Psalm 116, verse 1. Here's what the psalmist says. I love the Lord. I, I, I love God, and here's why. For he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Here's the first thing that, that I want you to jot down. Remember, this is a game changer for gratitude. You might have never heard this. You might not have been taught this growing up. But here's the first thing he mentioned. God wants to hear from me. Did you know that? Did you know that God wants to hear from you? The creator of the world 
wants to hear from you. The psalmist says, I prayed and I called out. And guess what happened? God heard. God was listening. You pray, God hears. Every prayer you ever pray, every word you ever speak to God, God hears you. Like God is not just some distant cosmic being where you're praying and you're just praying to the abyss or your prayers are hitting the ceiling and no one ever knows, no one ever cares. Nope. The Bible says God hears every one of your prayers. But verse 2 goes even further. I like verse 1. I love the fact that God hears every one of our prayers. But verse 2 is a game changer because verse 1 is essentially saying God has a customer service number. Okay? So when you begin a relationship with God, God has to give you a 1-800 number for you to be able to get in touch with him anytime you want to. It's kind of like your uh, internet service, okay? Now here's the problem with your internet service. Just because you have a 1-800 number does not mean they want to hear from you. In fact, I would argue Spectrum does not want to hear from you ever. They don't. They don't want to talk to you. And here's why. Because there's a 1-800 number that's open 24 hours a day, but it doesn't matter what hour or day you call, you're going to get the same recording. Thank you for calling Spectrum. Your patronage matters to us. Uh, The next available representative will help you in approximately 49 minutes. We value your call. And then just to illustrate the fact that they don't love you, they put on some hold music that is terrible. It's not even good tunes. And and here's the thing. Here's their hope, their desire. Their desire is that you will essentially give up on reaching out to them. I don't want to wait 49 minutes. I'm just going to go and try to turn my modem off and turn it back on and see if that fixes the Internet. Like, that's what they don't want to talk to you. In fact, if you stay on the line for 49 minutes, like they said, then you're going to realize when somebody picks up that they actually connected you to the wrong department, Okay. And so I'm going to need to transfer you to the internet. This is the phone department. You need to be on the internet's line. And then what do you get? Another recording that says in approximately 84 minutes, the next person will be in touch with you, but we really value your opinion. They don't want to talk to you. Verse 1 says God has a customer service line that's always open. You can always access him. But did you see what verse 2 says? The Bible says that God bends his ear to you. If you read it in the New Living Translation, it says he, he bends down on your level to hear. That's big. Um, I remember when my girls were small, uh, I would take them to like Dario or McDonald's or whatever, and we would stand in line and, and they would order. And, and of course, the lady at the cash register, the guy at the cash register would look at my daughters and say, well, what do you want? Well, my daughters are, are shy, um, just like their father, and uh, they, don't, like, they don't want to talk to a stranger. I taught them well, don't talk to strangers. And so uh, they would look at me, and they would whisper to me what they wanted. They would not tell the lady that was trying to take their order what they wanted. And so, like, we're in the lobby of the fast food restaurant, and so, like, I I can't hear what they're saying. And so I would do one of two things. Uh, To hear them, I would either pick them up and kind of rest them and, and, like, put their, their face right here in my ear, or... Traditionally, what I would do is, like, if I didn't want to pick them up, here's what I would do. I would bend down like this, and I would get my ear right next to them and say, hey, what do you want? You want grilled cheese or you want chicken nuggets? And I would bend down. And I love that that is the language that the scriptures use when it describes how God wants to be with you. The scriptures said God wants to hear from you. And he bends his ear every time you want to talk. 
He gets down on your level and says, hey, talk to me. I want to hear what you have to say. You are not a pesky customer to God. You're not just a needy person in his book that's like, really? You can't figure it out? Really? You need help again? Now let me put you on hold and hopefully you'll just eventually go away. No, you are a son or a daughter to him in which every time you speak, he wants to bend down and say, come on, I want to hear what you have to say. And when you realize the creator of the world, not only we have the opportunity to speak to him, but that he wants to hear from us, man, that makes me thankful. I'm so glad that's the relationship that we get to, to enjoy with God. And so the psalmist starts out by saying, hey, man, if you're looking for a, a reason to be thankful and a reason to be grateful, God wants to hear from you. And the line is always open. And we do that through, through prayer. In verse 3, uh, he, he keeps going. He says, let me give you another reason why I'm so thankful. He said, the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. Second thing I want you to write down. Here's the deal. The reason to be thankful in prayer. God rescues me. God wants to hear from me. And number two, God rescues me. You ever notice how there are a lot of other areas in our life where we will pay big money to have somebody rescue us? Um, some of you probably have AAA, right? So you, you pay money for AAA every year, every month, so that if anything were to ever happen, if you ever have a flat tire, if you ever run out of gas, if you ever need to be towed, if you ever need a rental car, you will pay money to have this service so that wherever you are, day or night, anywhere in the country, like you could have a flat tire, all you have to do is pull over on the side of the road, call the number. You don't even have to get out of the car. They will fix it for you. I know I'm a man, but I can speak from experience. You don't even have to get out of the car. They'll come and do everything for you. They'll fill up your gas can. They'll give you a ride and like tow your car wherever you want to go. And people pay, pay big money for that. Uh, we recently bought a new refrigerator, and I, and I bought the extended warranty on it. Because here's the deal, man. Like in three or four years, if that thing breaks, I want somebody to come rescue me. Like I, I don't want to be at Thanksgiving Day and like uh, on my refrigerator full of food and it goes out. Like I'm going to call somebody. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to help me out here. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be down a refrigerator on Thanksgiving. That can't happen. This is a food. Y'all know food holidays. Eating holidays are better than gift-giving holidays. This is a big deal. And so we pay money for that just for the thought of somebody to rescue us. We buy insurance. Why? Because if the worst day ever happens, then someone will jump in and we'll be taken care of. Someone will rescue us financially. And here, Scripture tells us that spiritually, God shows up and rescues us. It's a reason to be thankful. God, God steps in in our darkest time, in our moment of need, like it starts with salvation, like God shows up when we need to be saved from ourselves and he rescues us. You want something to be thankful for, there it is. God is your rescuer. Like you don't even have to pay extra for it. You don't even have to carry your God card around. At any time, at any moment, you pray to him and you call out and he hears you and he bends down and says, come on, talk to me, I got you. And he saves us and he rescues us. Just another reason every day for us to say, God, thank you. Man, God, thank you. My heart's full of gratitude, uh, God, towards you. Verse, verse 5 says, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. N number three, God gives me grace. You want another reason to be thankful? 
God gives me grace. Uh, Grace is receiving something good that you did not earn or that you did not deserve. Grace is a favorite of mine. Listen, I don't, I don't want what I deserve. I've never wanted what I deserved. I always want better. I always want more. Like, even if I make a mistake, I would love to not have to reap the consequences of those mistakes. Like, I want grace in that moment. And the Bible says that's what God gives us. It starts at the moment of salvation, right? The Bible says that for the consequences of sin is death. That, like, we work and we sin and, and then the paycheck is death, right? Congratulations, you earned it. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So God even gives us grace to save us. And then what happens every day? We sin. We make the wrong uh, decisions. We make mistakes. And what does God do? Instead of giving us what what we deserve, instead of allowing our lives to go in like a total tailspin and ruining everything, what does he do? Grace. Grace. Here's more. I know you deserve something else, but I'm going to give you something better. I know you don't deserve anything else in your life, but I'm going to continue to bless you. I'm going to continue to provide for you. I'm going to continue to speak to you, keep the relationship going. That's another reason, if you need another one, to be thankful to God. Uh, he, he is the one that gives us grace. The psalmist is like, man, thank you, God. You're so gracious uh, to me, giving me what I, what I don't deserve. Verse, verse 6, the Lord protects the unweary. Uh, when I was brought low, he saved me. Number four, God protects me. Now, I think a lot of people write this off. Uh, I can remember growing up, my, my parents would take my brother and I on vacation once a year. And my grandmother lived at the beach. And uh, that, was, that was the reason we went to the beach, uh, was to go see my grandma. And uh, I, I remember at the time, uh, we would pack my mom's uh, dark brown uh, Honda Accord. This is a hoopty, man. Uh, only had three hubcaps on it, and I don't know what happened to the other one, um, but it was ugly. But we would pack it down, and we'd be sitting in the driveway making a two-hour drive from uh, Columbia, South Carolina to Myrtle Beach, uh, Dirty Myrtle. And uh, before we left the driveway, my dad would pray. Now, I don't know if you grew up with Christian parents, like real Christian parents like mine. Uh, but we couldn't take a car ride without first, like, what do you do? You buckle your seat. Everybody got your seatbelt buckled? All right, we need to pray. We need to pray and ask that God would protect us from, from harm from the beach. Now, I thought it was just because we drove a hoopty, right? It's like we're praying, we're laying hands on the Honda right now. And we're like, God, please don't let another hubcap fall off. Like, please don't let this Honda be brown when we get to the beach. Let it have a new paint job. Nah, but, but my dad realized, hey, man, like God gives us protection, God is the one that protects us. God is the one that, that, that saves us. He's the one that protects us in our life. And even a trip across town, my dad would try to help us remember, hey, we pray to God for protection. That's one of the things that God offers. Now, now see, here's the problem with us right now. Like, we got, we got technology to the point where, like, we don't even think, like, we need God anymore. See, we don't have to pray before we go on a trip because we got a Tesla, okay? So it's a self-driving car, and you got more faith in Elon than you do in God right now. And so, like, bring it on back, okay? Like, we need to pray. We need to say, God, like, you are the one that protects. You are the one that that makes sure that in every area of my life, I get it physically, but also emotionally, relationally, and spiritually, God is our protector. And do you understand, like, I want you to take a minute and think about the things that God has protected you from and how we often take those things for granted. And you're just like, yeah, well, of course I woke up this morning. Like, that's how your body works. You go to bed and you get up. Of course I made it back home from work safely today. 
Like, of course, I, I got in the car and made it from point A to point B. Well, of course, that, that happens every day. But the psalmist realized, you know, God protects you. And God offers that, and, and that's a blessing from him. That's something to be thankful for, to re- recognize all the ways that God has, has saved you and to be thankful for that and protected you in so many ways. Man, don't, don't, be, don't be lacking in the gratitude category and, and forget how God has protected you. The psalmist said, God protects me in so many ways. Verse 7, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Man, return to your rest, my soul. In a world that has lost its mind, how good does that sound? Oh, my soul, be at rest. In a world where people are struggling with anxiety and depression, in in a world where it's chaos, where we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, where we worry about every little thing, How great does it sound when the scriptures say that God can give your soul rest? It's the fifth thing that we can be thankful for. God gives me peace. Hey, if you're looking for peace, it comes from God. That's all. Man, I wish I could tell you that you could look for peace and find peace. But peace is a byproduct. You'll never search for peace and find peace. You'll search for God and God will give you the peace. Now, you can try to search for it in many different places. You can, you can find it in finances. You can, you can search for peace in money. You can get rich, but it won't make you peaceful. You can search for, for peace in relationships. A relationship will get you married, but it won't give you peace. The only way you get peace is through God. And, and so here he says, man, you gave peace to my soul. You, you gave me that. You brought that to my life, God, and I want to thank you for it. In a world that has lost their mind, we need to be people that understand that peace only comes from God and be thankful when he provides those things. He keeps going in verse 8. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. See that language that he talks about, you've guided my steps, I'm, I'm walking with the Lord in the land of the living. The psalmist says, my relationship with you, God, is not just something that affects my eternity, like God actually helps provide for you now by giving you the steps that you need to take. Uh, sixth, last thing, God gives you directions. You want to be thankful for something? God gives you direction in life. You got a decision to make? Pray about it. Ask God. God will hear it. He bends down to listen and he gives you the peace that you need. He'll let you know what decision to make. He'll give you the peace about it. He'll let you know how to handle the situation at work. That's what he does. He gives you peace. He'll protect you from going down the wrong path. Should I do this? Should I pursue that? It comes from God. God directs your paths. Rely on God. He'll show you what direction to go. He'll keep you from making bad decisions. He'll give you the insight. He'll let you know what's right and wrong. He'll guide you in every step and area of your life. That's what he promises to do. Man, I don't even want to think about how many times God has protected me from opening up the wrong door and doing the wrong thing and going the wrong place. And oftentimes I'll just chalk it up to myself. Well, I'm I'm experienced. I'm a good decision maker. Well, it's just the luck of the draw. Well, I know what I'm doing. Oh, man. God directs our paths. God sets our path into motion and shows us, if we just simply ask for it, what direction that we need to, to go in. God gives me and you direction. 
So he comes up with this long list of everything that he's thankful for, everything that, like his, his gratitude journal, and it all comes to a point in verse 12. He asks a great question. Verse 12 says this, What shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? If you actually stop and think about everything that you have to be thankful for, and you realize how much God has done for you, I hope that it'll bring you to that point where you'll ultimately say, man, so what should I do? How in the world do I, do I repay that? Has anybody ever given you a gift before and like it was such an extravagant gift that you were kind of embarrassed about it a little bit? Like you're looking at it, just like, you should not have spent this much money on this. Uh, or maybe somebody gives you a gift and, and you didn't give them a gift and so now it's awkward. It's like they obviously love you a lot more than you love them and they were thinking about you and, and like it's, it's like a BFF necklace and you're just like, oh, I didn't even know that we were that. Uh, sorry. I've been in that spot before where people have given me gifts and it's been so generous that I didn't know what to say. And I almost wanted to give it back. I was like, no, man, you, you should not have done this. Like, that can't be. This is the moment that the psalmist finds himself in, one, in, in, in verse 12. He's like, all of this, God? You gave me all of this. Six quick re- I can't believe this. What should I do? How should I respond? What, what should I do in light of, of all of this news? And then it, it dawns on you. Like, I got to do something. There has to be a, a proper response to this. No way God provides and blesses and protects and guides and hears and cares and gives grace and shows compassion and makes a way. No way he does all of that for me despite me not earning any of it. And I just do nothing in return. That's not how it works, right? When verse 17, he says, I got it. I got an idea. I know what I'm going to give. I know how I'm going to return the favor. I know what to get God in response to everything he's done for me. Verse 17, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says that's, that's all God wants. Thanks. God, you provide. Thank you. God, you protect. Thank you. God, you bless. It comes from your hand. So thank you. God, every step of the way, I can see how you've saved me and I can see how you've helped me really avoid some hardships. Thank you. God, you know, I was thinking every time I've ever called out to you, you've been there. Thank you. God, I realize that you want a relationship with me. You were the one that initiated it by sending your son, Jesus. Thank you. You didn't wait on me to start the conversation. You did all of the work on the front end and handed it to me gift wrapped. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of like, it's kind of like my kids. I, I've bought my kids an expensive present before. And here's what I didn't want. I didn't want my daughter to run upstairs and to break her piggy bank open and for her to take all the money she has and be like, here, dad, I feel like I owe you this. Let me try to repay you. Now, I also didn't want my daughter to take all of her piggy bank money and go to the store and try to buy a gift that matched the level of the gift that I gave her. That's not what I wanted. You know what I want as a dad? I want my kids to take the gifts that I give them and to enjoy them and to be thankful. That's all that matters. Like, are you enjoying it? Are you thankful for it? Thanks, dad. That's it. That's all I care about. And if a broken, beat up, non-perfect earthly dad desires that, then think about how much greater the creator of the world 
simply just wants a gift of thanks. Everything we have, even the little things, are worth a thanks to God. And I believe, just like Kevin said, the world is looking for people that would simply be grateful for even the small things and would be quick to give credit where credit is due and express their gratitude to the one that gave them everything. For me and you, that's the Lord. So let's respond right now just with thankful hearts. Not big offerings, not let me see what I can do to earn my trust back to you, God. The only thing he wants right now is for us to simply be grateful for what he has given us and what he's done in our lives. Man, let's pray together and be thankful for what God's done. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your direction. And thank you for your protection. God, thank you for always being there, for never being checked out or disengaged. God, thank you for always answering us, not out of a sense of obligation, but because you want a relationship, because you love us, because we're like your sons and daughters that you're constantly bending your ear towards just to hear what we have to say. And so God, I pray that, that our response to everything that you have done for us would be thanks, would be grateful hearts. God, so give us the wisdom right now to know what to do with the words that we have just heard and help our hearts to be filled with gratitude towards a God that has given us everything, not just the big things, but the little things as well. Help us to be grateful people um, so that we can be a light in the darkness to a world that is entitled. Uh, God, help us to be thankful. Pray and ask those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo Podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.